0: Welcome back to the Podmore Get Better podcast. Today is Saturday, September 15th, day early. uh, Yeah, we're uh,
1: turning over a new leaf. Now that uh, coming up soon, we're not going to have any more classic courses of the week, which is why we're always doing it on Sunday. But uh, with football season upon us and the picks coming from Andy Fox, more on that in a little bit, it made more sense to do it on a Saturday. So here we
0: are. Yeah, we're, uh, we're here at McHugh's. In Savage, Minnesota,
1: one of the twenty-four locations nationwide that has a uh, the pre-release of the twenty-nineteen courses. Oh, that's
0: so, that's beautiful. So
1: Will and I have played a few of those. Uh, I've played about five or six of each course. Will, you're probably four or five in that range. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's knock out a little bit of other news first, and then we will get to each of those courses. We won't get in super detail on each course; just kind of our first thoughts. Uh, first. First thing is uh, some tourneys coming up. So there's one happening right now in uh, the Pacific Northwest Open.
0: Yeah, Mike Arrington run that. He, uh, he's got his little vending company going up there. Uh, some guys are flying in for that. I think Golden TTV with Richard King may actually be up there I haven't pulled it up and verify I don't know if he booked with the Richard King Travel Agency again uh, hopefully he made it on time that would uh, that would be one of the first couple times but hopefully it's there hopefully the stream is up because uh, he obviously puts on a great show to show folks what's going on with these tourneys Tony. yep
1: so uh, we've got that one this weekend uh, two weekends from now we've got the Saturday tournament the courses have just been released Saturday tournament in Wisconsin on like the, whatever it is, 29th or so, whatever that Saturday is. Uh, So that'll be a one-day tournament in Wisconsin. And then the weekend after that, we've got a PEGT tour event in Richmond. Shout out Uh, to PEGT. I was a little bit worried about uh, the water situation in Richmond with uh, Hurricane Florence ravaging the East Coast. Uh, There was some some points where it looked like Richmond might get uh, 20 to 30 inches of rain, so I was a little bit worried. Looks like they've escaped the uh, heaviest rain. Most of that hit North Carolina, South Carolina. So uh, thoughts and prayers with uh, Paul Talo as he's yeah. in Wilmington. So uh, I know he, stu- he uh, rode it out in Wilmington. Uh, I uh, saw him posting on Facebook last night, so he at least made it through the night.
0: Yeah, and I don't think uh, with those high-speed winds and the flooding, I don't think any of those bottles of alcohol have uh, escaped his clutches. He, uh... Well, and good news for
1: Paul uh is you know maybe he should start playing the stout balls. It kind of cuts the wind in half. Yeah, right. The wind is not nearly as effect, or he does play the stout balls. Uh, not wind is not nearly as uh, as big of an effect. When yeah,
0: you're playing so, the stout balls. Yeah, so thoughts and prayers to everyone down there affected by Florence. Uh, my only concern at this stage. It sounds like everyone is accounted for. I haven't seen Paul Luna mark himself safe yet during this event on Facebook. He does like to do that. I yeah. mean, just to
1: be. I mean, it might be sprinkling in St. Louis, so you never know about the flooding situation. Yeah. I'd like to know for sure that Paul Luna said.
0: So, so Some of those backwaters and the storm surge, you never know yeah. how far that could reach well, into Paul Luna's and neighborhood. And I heard that
1: uh, kind of that part of North Carolina, Wilmington, is the uh, one of the pig capitals of the United States. Ooh. So they're worried about overflowing pid refu- pig refuse fits. Uh, really? pits. Really? Sorry, geez. Uh, pig refuse pits, that's a tough thing to say. Uh, so watch out for poopy water down there in uh, North Carolina. Oh, goodness.
0: Wow, uh, Next up, this is a highlight right here for me. I don't, I don't know if uh, anyone has seen this during the course of their gameplay this week, but, Tony, I want to throw it over to you because when we initially saw this, you called it out to me, and I called it back to you, and it's been nonstop for the last couple days.
1: Yeah, so we don't normally talk about shots of the week, but this yeah. week we'd be remiss if we didn't at least talk about the number two shot of the week, which was on Mystic Hills number three. Ooh. And Will and I were just tickled by this name. Big Booty Judy. Big Booty Judy
0: got after
1: it. Yeah. And not only is the name Big Booty Judy just a gem, Mm -hmm. but also Big Booty Judy is playing with with her character with a big butt. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. And so the big butt's just hanging out there, and Big Booty Judy banks one off the
0: back cliff. On Mystic number three. Why wouldn't you throw it off the back with Big Booty Judy? And into the
1: hole. So just big shout out to Big Booty Judy. Uh, We've had a lot of chuckles all week uh, looking at the replay of that on the machine next to the 2019 machine here at McHugh's. Fantastic. Uh, Other minor news, or maybe major, I don't know. Mark Stenmark, late last night, decided to start a new Facebook club. Yeah, former world champion. The minus 30 under par club. Uh, And I believe... Anyone listening to this podcast has probably already gotten an invite because he sent invites to everybody. Yeah. Uh, So I think it's just a lot like Golden Tee Fan, but just with a lot more
0: um, snark and uppityness. Exclusivity. And just so everyone knows, the daily does not count. This has to be a straight live play game. Uh, Tony and I were talking about this before the podcast. Uh, Facebook does have some restrictions for Golden Tee Pages. We now have Golden Tee Fan. We now have the negative 30 under club. Uh, we've tried to reach out to their administrators. Unfortunately, it's a weekend, but we're thinking of starting a Facebook page for the drives over 467 yards. We're, we're trying to get that page up and running uh, so we can start sending invites to everyone to get into that exclusive club as well. Uh, haven't heard back from them yet.
1: Yeah, so uh, look forward to that. I think that's going to be a far less exclusive club than minus 30 because it seems like everybody gets over 470 yards on their drives yeah
0: huge member subscriptions on that huge likes huge ratings there we go
1: more on that long drive later one of these courses i think paul might have a chance to uh to join the club so uh but uh speaking of the new courses like i like we said we're here at mccuse mccuse is one of the 24 locations the only one in minnesota that has the 2019 pre-release.
0: Yeah, in the five-state area, I think the next closest is Illinois. Illinois, if I recall yeah, right. yeah.
1: The, nothing in uh, nothing in Wisconsin or Iowa. So, just quickly off the top of my head, some some states that got them. In uh, Illinois, got three, uh, mostly in the Chicago area. Indiana has five. I couldn't believe yeah, that. The hotbed. Te- yeah, <laughs> Texas has three, kind of in the main metro areas. Uh, Louisiana's got one. Missouri's got four or five. Florida's got a couple. South Carolina has one, Pennsylvania, Colorado, Arizona.
0: Yeah, I, I think, th- and then I think there were a couple uh, yeah. random spread in there. But yeah, yeah I, I think they did a good job getting them out where they're fairly accessible in terms of not necessarily being in your own backyard like we have here in Minnesota. But where if you almost wanted-
1: literally in Will's backyard. Yeah, he's like two blocks away from here. Um,
0: but if you literally wanted to hop in the car on a, uh, you know. On, on a morning you could get to an establishment and be playing Golden Tee within an hour or two with the new updated courses on the pre-release.
1: Yes, so, uh, so we wanna, we're not gonna break down every hole uh, with a relatively limited number of people having access to the, all these courses. Uh, we didn't think, it, and nothing on GoldenTeeFan.com yet in terms of images, we wanted to, we'll kinda give our general thoughts on each course. Uh, yeah. Some club ideas, I've got some ideas on what balls I'm gonna be using. Um, But uh, let's start off with uh, Catadreus, 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 Catadreas. Yeah. It's like Amadeus. Uh, So Catadreus is going to be the lowest par course. I think most of the time par is going to be 31. There's a couple holes that are iffy. I think for sure it's almost always going to be 30. There's, There's two holes. I think hole two and one of the par fives, it's like
0: hole 11. That, that, that is sometimes drivable. And yeah, so, ve- very narrow gap, straight shot. Yep.
1: And so, early on in Catedraeus, uh most of the time one, two, and three are all going to be birdie holes, and then we get into a series of holes that you have to hit over something.
0: Yeah. There's five, almost five wood, six wood, four five wood. Five
1: wood, six wood. Yep. And so, uh, speaking first thing about clubs this year, I think absolutely positively for sure got to have a six wood in your bag agreed no matter the course because there's a lot of 260 to 270 yard where you got to get way up over something and so that's just a perfect high t6 wood
0: yep you need the high t trajectory and if you have a tailwind on some of these and you think oh i can i can smooth down a five that five may either still carry long or if you cut that trying to take distance off yeah. you might get stuck on top of the hill or hit a rock face and you're in trouble at that point
1: yeah you're much better off pounding a, a six wood than you are uh smoothing or cutting a five wood and 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 so i think the six wood is a must uh definitely on cat as well uh early on so after we get through the first few birdie holes uh the first par five uh what we found on uh, i think it's hole four is that yep. there's a there's a bunch of big cliffs in your way, like there is a lot of times on Catadras, um, and you can go right on top of one right in front of you. So I've been hitting a 290 driver up on top of the cliff, and from there you've got about a you know, three wood, 290 driver, driver in from there. Uh, it's a pretty safe shot actually, uh, and then you get into a series of holes where you're hitting six wood most of the time up yep. over the up over the cliff. Uh, from there, you close out the back nine with a drivable par five. I think it's hole nine. Um, and it looks, I haven't seen a setup yet where it's not drivable. Will, I know you hit a four wood over the cliff last time. Yep, I hit a... hit six, five, and now I've seen you hit four. So we know that that clears the cliff. Because it, it's a pretty tall cliff, But so you don't know exactly it... what's going to clear it. I'd be surprised if a three wood clears it with a high tee. Agreed. But, but for sure the four wood does. There's a few tee boxes, so there might be some setups where it's not really there, but I haven't seen one of them yet.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think uh, just to chime in here, in regards to those holes, Tony had talked about, I believe it's hole four, five, six, um, where a lot of times when we did our six hole preview and the preview was on goldentea.com of the six hole trailers for each course, I think Adam may have not necessarily intentionally laid up in the fairway, uh, but I don't think he wanted to give away the farm. Yeah, um, yeah, and, sure. and, and, and after playing these, I think the four, five, six on Cat Andreas. Hattie Dreis.
1: There's no N in, in there. Oh god,
0: I get it wrong every time. Uh, I think the 4-5-6 is going to be mandatory depending on winds, depending on you know pin positions and so forth and the depth of the green. Yep. Uh, I'm going to have a 4-5-6 in my bag every round on this course. Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, and then we uh, roll into the, the back nine. Uh, I think hole 11 was the other sometimes drivable par five. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a straight look kind of down a skinny gap towards the green. Uh, the hole can play anywhere from like 430 down to 370 or 380. Um, but depending on the wind and depending where you are in the tee box, it's either uh, you can either go straight at it and hope you get through the gap or go around and make it an eagle hole.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I think when it's kind of shut down, so to speak, when you can't drive there in one, yep. Tony and I have found ourselves basically turning right once or twice, hitting a big A1 off the tee, and you're going to have a mid-range to long iron if not your eight wood into that green and potentially depending on the wind, maybe back to your six iron or six wood excuse me yep
1: uh so from there i think category i mean you get a lot of the over you got to hit a ball over the top of things uh not a lot of the last handful of holes stand out to me um 18 is the only one that stands out to me well i don't know if you've got one before that that stands out to you but um 18. I've had some really easy looks on 18, and some really difficult looks. Um, yeah, we have. You, a, you can go anywhere from like looking straight at the green through a, through a gap in the cliffs, or you got to play a big bender through the gaps. in it. Yeah, we do well, have maybe a couple over the top. But I we, don't think you can go over the top.
0: We have a couple multi-tier par three greens here. Yep. Uh, one, the pin has been in the same bottom right location each time. I've been hitting a six iron bite. Tony's been hitting a nine hybrid like a beast uh and another one uh has a multi-tier tier green that slope off to the right you're slightly blocked to the left by the cliff and i found myself hitting a cut shot into the upper tier um usually a five bite yeah I've,
1: i i think uh there's three t boxes on that hole that you're describing and i've had the middle and the the front but i have not had the back one because it looks like the back one it might play up to like 240 yards and mm. i have not had that one the, the front one seems to be like 120 or so and the middle one is like 170. That sounds about right. Uh, but the back one, which I have not had yet, um, looks to be about 230-ish, kinda in that range.
0: Yeah, so so in terms of wrapping up Caddy Dreas, um, I know I mentioned having the four, five, six. Are there any clubs you're looking at? My my initial closing thought would just be to definitely try out the first couple run throughs on this using your high T with a 456 wood there are a lot of obstacles you can go over. Yep. Uh, I didn't find myself going around many of the canyons that often.
1: Yeah, this I, I feel like uh, I agree. It's a, it's a 456. Definitely test out what what cliffs you can go over and which which cliffs you can go on top of. There's another par 5 on the back nine that kind of like hole 4 where depending on where you are in the tee box you can go up on top of the cliff with a 290 driver or 3 wood. I've uh, done that a couple times. Um, but yeah, test out what stuff you can clear. And uh, uh, spoiler alert, you can clear almost everything.
0: Yes. Uh, so
1: <laughs> it, this, this course would be extremely interesting without tees. I yes. mean, it's an interesting course. fence um, mode, potentially. fence mode, go uh, no tees because you'd be clearing. There, I mean, there's at least five holes where you're going over a cliff. Probably more than that, probably seven. Uh, and so it would be really interesting to see this this course without tees.
0: So I know you've kind of experimented, Tony, with a couple different balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not on this course. Do you find anything advantageous or something to a detriment? I, I'm playing I'm playing razors again. So I love my razoids. Yep. So, uh, I, I each of my first three cycles, I tried a different
1: of all the courses. I tried a different ball. So the first first time through all five courses, I played the spinnies. Just to see if there was holes I might be able to drive uh, that otherwise I wouldn't be able to. Uh, I didn't really see an advantage to those. Second time through I did grabbers. Um, and they that's kind of my stock ball. Like when in doubt, just play grabbers. And then the third time through I played streaks, and that's what I've been playing ever since. I'm not sure that streaks are necessary. Well, streaks aren't necessary in any course, but I don't I don't know that any specific ball has any advantage on Cadreas. There's a couple courses later on where I would say that uh, that streaks do have a bit of an advantage so right now I'm still playing streaks on all the courses um, Sandhill which we'll talk about in a second uh, if I I might play grabbers on that except for the fact that then I'd have one course where I'm playing a different ball and I'd rather just play streaks on all of them
0: yeah so Don Adam Kramer Kevin Lindsay, you know the, the guys at IT if, if we can get a default ball set to course that would be one huge option. I don't know what the code work entails, but considering we have build a bag for course, I would love to see specific balls per course. I
1: I agree. Although I'm not even sure that that's that's my issue. Like the issue would me would be for me like I'm getting so used to the spin that I'm getting with the streaks that I go to another course and all of a sudden I have a lot more spin with my grabbers. Um, it feels like, you know, I I might uh, screw up some shots because of the extra spin from the grabbers and so. Uh, if I'm going to play four of the courses, I might as well just play five of the courses with streaks.
0: No, I mean that makes sense. So leading that in, that that brings us to Sandhill. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, I've seen a couple people talk about
1: uh, which courses they think are the most difficult, and I think consensus is that Sandhill is the most difficult, and I I agree with that. Um, I think that the cut shots on this are the are much more difficult than the cut shots on some of the other courses. Yeah. Um, and for me, uh, this is the only course so far that I've seen the need for any sort of different clubs. So I'm playing, begrudgingly, I'm playing Streaks on this course. Um, and looking at the, the course itself, just aesthetically, it looks a lot like Wining Pines. Um, yep. And so Wining Pines, we played an O-Bird, specifically for hole 15 on Winding Pines. So I think our initial thought was, well maybe we play an O-Bird on this course. But actually I found myself more leaning towards the two hybrid. And so removing the four wood out of my bag and playing the two hybrid, there's a couple holes where it seems to help. Again, I've only played five or six times, but at this point, I would say that the two hybrid uh, does give a little bit of an advantage on that course.
0: I, I, I would agree. I, I can't recall the specific hole number, um, but yeah, there's, a... there's kind of a cavern that the trees open up to, yeah. and from the middle box, which I think we've had a decent amount of the time, uh, from the middle box, you were hitting a low T2 bird into this green, sticking the green. I had to try to baby cut down a 3 wood or a 290. Yeah. Uh, there was no option to go around. There was no option to go over. Some of these holes you're going to notice you can go over trees that have a slight tree gap, uh, kind of like a little funnel. Yeah. That as long as you hit it over that funnel, you're going to come clean. But I think to Tony's point, having a low T2 bird. Uh, whether you're smoothing it from the front box, or if you're in the back box and hitting it hard and potentially getting a skip, or checking on the green, I think this two bird is going to be a, a critical club on this course.
1: Yeah, I uh, and so uh, right now I don't think we can set default clubs for per course, so I find myself hopefully remembering to switch. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then you almost always forgetting to switch back. So I've played the two bird <laughs> a lot on the next course. Uh, but, uh, I, my recommendation would be to, to play around with that two hybrid on sandhill. Uh, my general thoughts on this course are that, it, like I said, it's the most difficult, uh, par, oh gosh, I, I don't even, I'm never on par, so <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's like 29 or 29, probably par. Uh, there's a hole right now that has a, basically an automatic stroke limit if yeah, you go glitch. in the water. Uh, I know they are working on fixing that. It sounds like that'll be updated Pretty soon, there's a, For the it's full a release, semi-drivable yeah. par 4 um, where if you go in the water short of the green, you get kind of hosed, and you're it drops you in the middle of the water with a, a zero-yard club, and it's with, just an automatic stroke limit. With
0: zero chance of getting out. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's literally nothing you can do. It's just automatic stroke limit. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, the, the actually the only hole on this that I really fear the streaks on is hole 18. Uh, it's kind of a shortish par 4. Yeah, you may have found a workaround there last game. Yeah, maybe. So it's a pretty short par four. It's 200 200 to 240 yards, at least the setups I've seen so far. And it's a down 10 green. And I've had a couple tailwinds, and that's trouble with streaks into a down green. Uh, So normally you might be hitting an eight wood. I'm not sure I can stop the eight wood. Well, there's a little water in front, and I actually skipped a two hybrid off the water and up onto the green. Uh, so I might play around with that
0: through the weeds. Through it, the weeds, it, it, it wasn't even a clean water bounce. It, uh, I thought it hit the weeds. It, hit the weeds, skipped up, trickled on. Yeah. Wanny, so I've done that, that once. We'll
1: see. Uh, we'll see how repeatable that <laughs> shot is. Uh, Probably that might be the only time it ever works. We'll see. But uh, right now, so I'm I'm still holding strong on the streaks on Sand Hill. Uh, next up, we've got Beale Creek. Um, it's the uh, it's the Mayfield of 2019, sort of. It's uh, you know although. It's not like there's a ton of houses around. No. Now that I think about it. What um, larger
0: acreages uh, with yeah. these houses, more land ownership here. I yeah. don't know if they have the mineral rights to the land, but uh, yeah, they've definitely got the acreage. Uh,
1: and so I guess on Beale Creek is, for me, it's just going to be, other than when I forget to switch my clubs from, from Sandhill, uh it's it's going to be my stock bag. Uh, there's no, in my opinion, no reason for a lob wedge. The bunkers aren't very deep. Nope. Um, And so, you know there's some holes along the way that are drivable semi-drivable uh so again i'm still playing streaks i think that early on there might be a couple holes that are almost drivable enough that streaks give me a bit bit of uh advantage there um so yeah i i think that if i was ranking the difficulty i'd say this is probably the second easiest course In, in,
0: in my initial opinion playing a couple cycles would be that this is also the most straightforward when, you, when yeah. you step up to a hole that you haven't seen before you're going to see some familiarity with previous holes in previous years on Golden Tee where it's oh it's a par 5 it's not drivable I need to turn left twice throw it in the far fairway to have a 5 wooden into the screen I, I think you're going to not necessarily recognize the holes but you're going to see a lot of similarities to previous holes which is going to lead you to a more straightforward round
1: okay yeah I, uh, I agree um, I think the, the stuff that you have to clear on this course is trees, which I think people are used to you know, high teeing and clearing trees. Um, and so yeah, I think this is, in my opinion, this, the second easiest course. Uh, next up we've got Agave Ranch. This is in my opinion the easiest course. Um, pretty straightforward. What you see is what you get. I mean there's, uh, it's the most, I think it's the, the best looking course. So Agreed. that was one of the things they highlighted when they were previewing the courses on the Adam Kramer was was the kind of the sunset look of this course. Dubai 2.0. Dubai 2.0. You've got the lights, you've got the stadium aspect of some of the par threes. Um, and uh, a lot of you're clearing a lot of kind of shortish rock hills. Um, and I, I guess uh, yeah, like I said, it's the, the most aesthetically pleasing course and but I think the easiest.
0: Yeah, as as your ball, if if you're going into a par 3, we talked about there being stadium courses, there are stands there, unfortunately there are no fans in the stands, you're playing at night, uh, maybe sneaking in around, sneaking onto the course, but as your ball is hitting a high trajectory, you can look at the height meter and so forth, but off in the distance, you'll see the lights of the town, you'll see the city lights in the background, yeah, uh, yeah I think it's a gorgeous course, Dubai 2.0 for sure. Uh, but definitely much easier than Dubai. Yep. Uh,
1: next up, we've got Pembroke, or Pembroke, yeah, Pembroke, links. Uh Pembroke? Pembroke. Yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, it's the uh, British Isles course this year. Uh, I think, uh, shout-out to Don Piscone for, uh, he sent us the game, he sent us some gameplay data, which we might touch on in a little bit. But, uh, but interesting is, historically speaking, it seems like, uh, the British Isles courses get played more than the others, and so uh, it seems like now basically every year there's a uh, a Lynx style or a British Isles course so do you think it's year's.
0: so do you think it's because people looking for a low score or potentially a long drive on a Lynx course <laughs> well, uh, they might get both with this year's
1: Ooh. Uh, because Beautiful. there's for sure an opportunity. I've already had a 477-yard drive on this course. Unfortunately, I was not able to YouTube it because apparently YouTube is currently turned off for the non-functional course. as it stands. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's a there's a hole with a ramp, and so I ramped it up and and I got a 477-yarder. And good news is, uh, there's plenty of runway there. That you, you uh, could, I could add a 570 yarder and still been in the fairway.
0: So, uh, well, when, when when I get the email from Facebook, I'll uh, I'll have to send you the invite. Maybe we the, need a new
1: uh, new club. Yeah. The, the the 500 yard plus club. That's it starts to get a little bit more exclusive at that. Yeah. Point.
0: Uh,
1: but Pembroke, I, I think uh, this is probably I guess the I would say the third easiest. So kind of the middle in terms of difficulty. Yeah. Uh, it seems like every shot is uphill. Every Agreed. approach shot to the green is uphill, and so in that. And that, for that reason, uh, much, much importance on woods, eight wood, maybe a seven wood, six wood, five wood, four wood, because, you know, you're not going to want to be coming into greens with a two hybrid or a three hybrid. It's, nope, it's not gonna at be, all. Uh, going to be woods that you're going to want to come in at. And uh, and yeah, I'm I'm playing streaks on this one as well. And actually, I think playing the streaks might actually hurt that long driver t- long drive opportunity, because uh, I think. Uh, it it's cutting down on my spin, so I'm not getting that ramp. So maybe it'll be uh, maybe on will this year with the razors.
0: Yeah, the razoids. I'll uh, I'll try to come up with T something. ramp on that par five. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll try to keep it going on Pembroke links. Paul Luna. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, So anyway, that's the five courses. I think that uh, we'll do a little bit more of a hole by hole breakdown once the courses hit a wider audience. Like I said, we're super lucky to have uh, the courses in our backyard. Uh, but, uh, yeah, good luck. And we're just uh, nine days away. Right? They're shipping uh, shipping Monday the 23rd or whatever 24th, that Monday yeah. is. And then uh, your vendors will be receiving them, hopefully, as long as the ship, shipment doesn't go to the wrong state. <laughs> Hashtag Indiana.
0: Yeah, Mindianapolis. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we got our courses
1: a, a day late here because it, the first, first time they went to Indiana. But, uh, but, yeah, hopefully your vendors will get them right away and uh, get them installed right away, and you'll be playing the 2019 courses in no time.
0: Yeah, so last week we had the uh, new mailbag segment. Uh, that a lot of questions regarding NFL play. Like we talked about, a lot of folks like to gamble here. Uh, so we've reached out to Andy Fox last week, two and one on the week. He made money last week. Uh, I bet against Andy Fox on a couple games. I lost money. Oh, uh, yeah. I have a buddy You are who not has,
1: smarter than a fox.
0: Yes, I, I know. I I have a buddy that actually uh, runs a website for gambling. Um, and if you want to gamble real money. You can do that. Um, So first up, we have the Sunday and Monday night games. Uh, Just two games this week. Uh, Opening weekend, we had two Monday night games. Sunday night is going to be New York Giants at Dallas with Dallas giving three to the New York Giants. Uh, A. Fox, Andy Fox, are you smarter than Fox? Uh, He talked about how it seems weird to me how New York and Jacksonville both look kind of pitiful. Uh, he said that New York has better skill position players, but I think this low-scoring affair is going to be one in the trenches where Dallas has the advantage. Ooh, a lot of big bodies flying around it sounds like. Does Bryant, maybe? Will, <laughs> will he be available? Uh, he'll, he'll probably be at home watching this on direct TV. He'll be, he'll be live tweeting
1: for the uh, Patriots to get him a contract?
0: Yeah, like, so Andy Fox writes in, he says, reluctantly going with the Cowboys, Lemons Cowboys at negative 3 Fox talked about how New York Linebackers are bad Uh, Ogletree and O'Vernon out Uh, Dallas linebackers are Sean Lee and Jalen Smith So Andy Fox looking uh, to take And ride the Dallas Cowboys Giving the 3 points at home to the New York Giants
1: Uh, I think We'll see if I'm Smarter than uh, Fox this week Because I would go the other way Ooh. I would I would go Giants plus three. Uh, I have no confidence in Dak Prescott, uh, and while he did mention the advantage the linebackers have for Dallas, uh, Sean Lee, when healthy, is a, a fantastic linebacker. Um, I just I just don't see it. I think that I think that Eli, as much as I don't like Eli Manning, I I I am, I'm going to say that uh, Eli is going to go for three touchdowns, and uh, I'm going to go twenty-eight seventeen.
0: Ooh, wow, that, yeah. that's huge. That that you could roll that into a parlay somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Dallas giving three. Uh obviously a divisional game early in the season, week two on the road. That uh that's a call out. I'm I'm not even gonna bet this one. I don't like either teams. Uh I'm concerned about both, which is gonna bring us over to Sunday night. We've got the Seattle CL- Monday night. Monday night. Yep. uh, we've got the Seattle Sea Chickens at the Chicago Bears. Uh Chicago Bears giving three points. And our guy, A. Fox, Andy Fox. Seattle is a team trending downward. Chicago is a team trending upward. Trubitsky looks shaky week one. Uh, Jay Howard looked good and faces a Seattle D that just gave up nearly 150 yards to a middle Denvering rushing attack. So that's that's a good call out right there. You know, you, you talk about some of these northern games, even though it's early in the year. Uh, Chicago is a black and blue division team here. So, calling out uh, some running attack numbers, I, I think could help you get in the money.
1: And, and last last week, uh, Fox wrote down the over/unders, and he, he uh, failed to this week. So next week, An- uh, Andy, if you're listening, please please write those down. <laughs> uh, I like. I don't. I don't care what the under is. I like the under in this one. Um, I, I think this is going to be a slog. Uh, I like. Uh, I like Chicago. I, I agree with Andy on this one. Bears minus three, but it feels like a. 16 to 10, kind
0: of. Game. Yeah, th- this feels like another gross Monday night matchup. We've had issues with Thursday games, Sunday night games, and Monday night games where they're just painfully brutal to watch. Tony, I'll agree with you. Whatever this number comes out at, I'm going to take the under. Uh, Fox's last input on this, he uh, said. You know, this is Russell Wilson, but with a pedestrian offense and a defense that's a shell of its former self. I feel like Agreed. he stole that from a poet or something. He, yeah. uh, I, I don't think he had the, the knack to come up with that himself. Uh, but Fox says, I am going with the Bears at home, negative three points.
1: He's, uh, he's going with the home favorites in both cases, uh, giving a field goal in both cases. It's a pretty good number, a lot of pushes at a, at a minus three. But, uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, I I agree with Fox on the Bears minus three. I disagree with Fox on
0: Dallas minus three. So one of the things we actually had come through in the mailbag was the Golden Tee WikiLeaks data dump. Uh, Don Pesco and his team at IT were kind enough to give us some data regarding that. So a little interruption here, Uh, not quite Hurricane Florence here in Savage, Minnesota, but we got some winds picking up. Uh, We're gonna jump right back in. Uh, We kind of talked about the data dump here, Tony. Uh, Golden T, and Don Piscone were kind enough to forward on some information.
1: So we've got some some listeners that are employees at Incredible Technologies and and we've been, uh, and Don offered up some information to us. Uh, And so we are willing and able to talk about uh, the information that he sent along. Uh, and he's got a lot of information here I think we'll we'll spread it out over a few different podcasts Uh, but the one that's gonna get stale real quick in terms of uh, in terms of the information is the price of the percentage of play on each course Uh, you know as soon as we get the 2019 courses nobody's gonna care about these 2018s anymore so I thought it'd be interesting to talk about uh, toward the end of now 2018 courses the the courses that were played the most and so uh, and he he's got a couple different breakdowns here. One is year to date. So that would uh that would include Rattlesnake and Mystic, but also it would hurt their numbers because they've only been around for half the year. Yeah. So looking at the numbers since Rattlesnake was released, I don't have a since Mayfield was re- or since Mystic was released. Uh, Mayfield is still the highest played course. Second is Rattlesnake. Ooh. Third is Safari. Fourth is Rhineland little surprising, and then a pretty big drop-off to Calypso, Dubai, and Mystic.
0: So that, that, That's interesting. So the top three courses are also three of the most scoreable courses, Tony. I agree. So
1: it's interesting. The uh, I, I think that's not a surprise. So first of all, Mayfield being the most played is not a surprise for two reasons. One is because uh, it's the middle course, and so it's kind of the default course that people end up starting on. Uh, Second is that it it is probably the the most scorable in terms of without a ton of danger. Yeah, obstacles, losing strokes. Par a lot of times is 31 on that. So we talked about the minus 30 under club. Yeah. Uh, And so I I suspect a lot of people's first minus 30 this year has come on, on Mayfield. And so I think that's one of the big reasons why people would, would tend toward that course. Uh, Rattlesnake being the lowest par, typically, like we said, minus 33 par. We said that last week. Uh, that's gonna be the next most played. And then uh, Safari was pretty close third. So uh, those, are, those are for sure the top three. And then it falls off, Rhineland's kind of middle of the pack, and then Calypso, Dubai, and Mystic are, are the lowest percentage.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of shocked to see Mystic coming in as the least most played out of the seven. Well, I mean, you have you have Seth Sandifer. <laughs> who is absolutely owning that course, uh, has a great return on investment on that course. Uh, he shoots great scores on that course, but I, I enjoy that course a lot, more so than Calypso. So I, I, I'm, I'm interested... Um,
1: I'd know. be interested
0: to see the Sense Mystic
1: numbers. We've got the Sense Rattlesnake yeah. release numbers. I'd be interested to see the Sense Mystic was released numbers. That That's for sure skewing it a little bit. I'd be curious to see where it ended up... Um, you know, since so, it
0: was released. So in terms of the data here, Tony, do you see any large gaps in terms of the proportion of gameplay being played on one course to another, or is it fairly scaled down within a couple percentage points, because we're talking about going over seven courses here.
1: Yeah, uh, as a as an example, so Mayfield being the most played is 16%, and... And Mystic being the least played, or let's go with Dubai because Mystic, we're not sure about that number, but Dubai as kind of one of the regular courses, Dubai is 11%. So 16% down to 11%. Not That's a huge difference.
0: Over, over, over the course of seven different courses, I don't see that big of a gap there.
1: Yeah, I mean it's Mayfield gets played 50% more than Dubai, so I guess if you think about it that way, it's a decent, That's decent a good jump. Point. But, um, but yeah, I. I I think that bears out. I think if I was gonna guess at these numbers, that's this is probably about the rankings I would have guessed. I guess rattlesnake being pretty close in percentage to Mayfield is a little bit surprising. Um, also, also related to these courses,
0: we've got some uh, average
1: score. Ooh, this uh, is some
0: juicy stuff. We talk about juicy with multiple U's. <laughs> this juicy. is juicy.
1: So uh, we've got he broke it down for us for uh, prize play and then glory and stats play. So prize play uh, across the courses, the uh, the best percent or the best scoring course is Safari. So average prize play score on Safari is sixteen point two eight. Even though it's not played bar. the most. Yes, number three overall course played. And the second best scoring average is Mayfield at fifteen point four. The next up is Calypso at fourteen point one six then rattlesnake at 13.93 uh rhineland 12.89 dubai 12.6 mystic at 11. so i'm surprised that mystic is the lowest a lot of those holes seem pretty straightforward uh none of those numbers are particularly surprising um i i think just in general what the, what, what i take away from this is that the the average pli, prize play score is about 1400 bar
0: yeah and, and... It's mentioned on the splash screen this year. There are multiple divisions here. We have the gold, silver, and bronze play yep. prize brackets. Uh, I think the majority of people who listen to this podcast are probably in the gold bracket, potentially yep. flipping into the silver every once in a while. Sure. Uh, but we're trying to reach we'll out. Hopefully for them. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to reach out, obviously, to some of the newer players with this podcast, for the most part, in terms of trying to reach out to them, how they can step up their game, how we can drive that gameplay and get them interested in the game to grow their game so they can beat their buddies at the bar, they can win that free beer, they can win that $5, $10. Yeah. dollars uh, So yeah, I, I think that,
1: and then looking at the numbers, again, like like I said, Don broke them out into glory and stats play as well. Uh, not, I mean... And there's a difference it's about basically about half as much under par so whatever under par I said for the for the prize play cut it in half, and that's about the case for glory and stats play uh, this is only I, I clarified with Don this is only for public locations so this does not include any homeowner stuff this is uh, purely public location data
0: and that's a great call out because we just had the summer swing we just wrapped up on that folks were playing a lot of games trying to get their entries into the- anybody know who won that uh Al Jazz. I believe Al Jazz won that. Oh, did he? I haven't yeah. heard anything about that. I hadn't heard anything about that either. Facebook posts, in person, I, I didn't know Al Jazz had won the Summer Swing.
1: So, unfortunately, Al did win. <laughs> Unfortunate for me. I, you know,
0: I love Al. If
1: I wasn't in the contest, I would, I would want Al to win. Uh, I got second. So, Al is definitely not going to let me hear the end of that. Uh, I shouldn't even have brought it up on the podcast. But congratulations, Al. You get your free update. I have to pay... Twenty-five percent of the regular update cost, and I'm I'm pretty torn up about it.
0: Oh, you you better get in and there. Luckily, and
1: luckily, I almost got third. It was a we tied for second, third, uh, but I won the tiebreaker on GSP on, on the shoddy tiebreaker. Decker, yeah. So uh, can, also congratulations to Jared Decker gets a, gets half off his update. So, uh, yeah, I think that's that's all we want to talk about for the data dump this week. Next week, uh, we'll talk more data dump. Maybe talk about ball usage. Ooh. Uh,
0: a little pre-release, perhaps.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, we'll see. We might talk about a few other things. We oh, we got some interesting data on the uh, different prize, different amounts, different uh, different play methods are played. So be it eighteen hole casual, eighteen hole prize play, eighteen hole glory. Uh, so that'll be interesting to talk about in the future as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. I again, I just want to give a big shout out to Don and his team for uh, giving us this data. Uh, it's a nice big spreadsheet he sent. It's a nice big whiteboard of information that he sent out to us. So uh, I just want to give a shout out to Don on that. Uh, I know Tony's grateful as well. It's fun to share this with you guys. Uh, IT really hasn't released this data in the past in terms of gameplay, balls used the pre-release info uh gameplay data in that regard so it's fun to share with you guys uh as a player who's played for a long time it's really interesting and really cool to see this uh even though the numbers may not be that shocking on the surface just to have a little bit of transparency in that uh for folks who have invested that much time and that much effort uh, and that much money potentially uh into this game that we all love I i think it's very cool for them to share it with us so we can bring that to you guys
1: yeah definitely appreciate it uh keep the data coming the more data the better uh we are we're happy to share it with uh with our podcast listeners so thanks a lot to the it guys for sharing it
0: yeah that's gonna wrap up the Podmore get better podcast no it's not it's not no what else do we have we haven't told them about the classic course of the week oh goodness this is the last one (laughs) tony these these coors lights are run right through me I, i got so excited you know there's a football game on in there and i saw kansas was up 47 to 13 and I, I You're was yanking just, my chain. Well, I, I was rushing back in to see that. Uh, you know, they're playing a game. Kansas had two blocked field goals. Uh, but All right, we'll go guys, it's that.
1: kangaroo. We're out of here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony is a KU alum, uh, Kansas University alumni, as is his wife. That's where he met his wife. So we got to take uh,
1: we got to take our small victories with Kansas football, right? We won our first road game last week since two thousand nine. That's, I didn't misspeak. That is a real thing. Kansas won its <laughs> first road game since 2009. They keep track of those stats? Yeah, apparently so. Uh, but uh, this week we're, we're smoking another Division I school. This, this isn't Division II or FBS or whatever they call yeah, it. This is, this is D1 in
0: Power one, five of the, one of the Power
1: 5 conferences, <laughs> Rutgers. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, Rutgers. You must really suck because Kansas is currently trouncing you. Uh, even though you blocked one of our field goals and returned it for a touchdown. Rock Chog Jayhawk. But let us we, we won't spend a ton of time on it. Uh, like I alluded to a minute ago before I got excited about Kansas football, uh, kangaroo is the final classic course of the week.
0: Uh, potentially the course that the greatest golden tee round was ever shot on by Greg Kinsler, a blind negative 35. Uh, some would argue there are a couple others, but considering that back in the day, folks didn't play as much Golden Tee, I think Kangaroo Trail with Greg Kinsler dropping a 35 under in blind prize play, uh, to me that still takes the cake, Tony. Uh, uh, that or
1: the other, op- the other one would be um, Danny Beal shooting an even par round, or no, a plus 18 round with zero GTP. It's one of the two. Or uh, Bell, Danny Bell. Gosh darn it! Old habits
0: die <laughs> I'll, hard. I'll, I'll, I'll take Greg. Danny Bell Creek. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take Greg Kinsler with his negative thirty-five. Um, but Kangaroo, yeah, we can jump into Kangaroo here. Yeah, uh, I don't think we want to touch on a ton of the
1: holes. I think uh, my guess is they save this for last because it's the most popular, right? They've agreed. got the data going back years. I think it, they've, they they uh, they understand that this is one of the most
0: popular. Uh, classic courses of the week speaking of data I'd love to see that classic course breakdown data because to Tony's point. I think kangaroo is it uh, yeah. It's a it's a low-scoring course similar to rattlesnake even though it was released during the middle of the year uh, The second most in terms of gameplay folks want to shoot that big score Yeah, and like we talked about with some of the pre-release 2019 courses kangaroo trails a course, you're gonna need some woods on
1: yeah, it's definitely a uh, it's uh, very much yeah, it's it's very much like a lot of the courses in this year. I think I'd liken it most to Agave Ranch, mm-hmm. um, in terms of you're going up over things. I guess Catadreus a little bit. Um, you got some tall cliffs that you got to maybe go up and over. But uh, yeah, I think par a lot of cases on on Kangaroo is minus thirty one. Uh, I think for Greg Kinsler's historic round, it was he would say thirty and a half. Thirty and a half. He chipped was his in call from out. forty yards or so on hole ten, but uh, so it was a four and a half better, uh, which is pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, especially on golden C 4 without clubs and without equipment um but uh yeah I, I think we've all played this course enough that you know we know the holes um i i think that uh yeah just enjoy the course i'll be playing it if i'm not playing the 2019 courses i'll be playing kangaroo this week
0: yeah it's just a really enjoyable course really scorable course I, I think it's fun for folks uh to try to hit the you know those drives far you know We might not all get 467-yard drives, but we can all post a good score on this. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I know Tony is because next week we won't have a classic course to bring to you. We're hoping to have screenshots up, whether it's either on Golden Tee Fan or just something we can share with you guys on Facebook where we can actually do more of an in-depth breakdown on these new courses. Right now it doesn't really make sense for us to break this down if you guys don't have a visual to follow along. Uh, we can give you our initial thoughts, kind of give you some tips and tricks, whether it's different club selections, different ball selections. But Kangaroo Trail, uh, the final classic course of the week, I'm excited. I think this is a a course that's in there every year during kind of the doldrums of summer where they bring it back and try to drive that game play because it's a yep. great course. Yep, so I'll, I'll enjoy playing it this
1: week. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Uh, hopefully see you at some upcoming tournaments. Uh, I will be at... Richmond, Al Jazz will be at Richmond. Uh, will, you're hopefully going to Wisconsin? Yeah, it's and, a handicap uh, tournament. Oh, perfect.
0: Yeah, I gotta, I gotta lower that down somehow, some way.
1: Yeah. So, uh, not kangaroo. That's not gonna be no. the first to do it on. But anyway, so uh, hopefully we'll see you at some upcoming tournaments and enjoy this week's classic course of the week, and uh, enjoy the 2019s. Hopefully in your area and look, look forward to those being full release in 10 days. Thanks, guys.